Yassi Chun can't forget the cruelty of Pol Pot's rule in Cambodia. He watched the Khmer Rouge behead his father in his house in 1977. Then they enslaved Chun and sent him to clear minefields. But Chun escaped and found his way to America in 1982. He set up an accounting business in California and became an immigrant success story. I've been in America and enjoy my freedom here. I see this country is uh, everybody live in prosperity. My family live in Long Beach, California, and I succeed in my career to be an accountant and my business. I, I can make money enough to survive and enjoy you know, my life here. But even after the Khmer Rouge was gone, Chun remained haunted by what he left behind. Cambodia still have a lot of uh, violence and kill innocents and fraud relation, corruption. I feel like I have to do something to help my people out there. I cannot, I cannot close my eyes, see the tears crying out there for help every day. So in 2000, Chun, the California accountant, tried to overthrow Cambodia's government. The coup was ill-conceived. Seven people died, more than 100 were arrested, and Chun landed in a federal prison in Pennsylvania. Today he's serving a life sentence for conspiracy and engaging in a military expedition against a U.S. ally. Chun says he's a victim of the changing political climate in the U.S. after 9-11. I feel that this country, like my father, you know, so if father put me in jail, what can I do? This is a democracy country, and now he turned around because of political climate, it changed between a green light to red light, and he put me in jail. What can I do? <laughs> I'm just a small, small group and small person here, you know. <laughs> Journalist Adam Piori has written about Yassi Chun in the digital publisher The Atavist. He says Chun lived the American dream in reverse. He was driving a Lexus and he had a nice suburban house, but survivor's guilt or, or just maybe he had built a business and he turned his attention back to his homeland and he decided to try and build a movement from the United States. What in his background do you think led him to try to bring down his government? You know, his father was politically active in support of the law and null regime, the U.S.-backed law and null regime. He was very anti-communist, and uh, he would go to protests um, in support of the American-backed law and null regime against uh, the Khmer Rouge when he was in high school and college. Eventually, after the Khmer Rouge came to power, some of the villagers told them that his father had been active and his father was beheaded, and um, you sit, saw his father beheaded. And uh, it was a very traumatic experience. I think he was driven by the demons of his past to take to take this action, and he may have been a little bit willfully blind. I was living in Cambodia in 1999-2000, and it didn't seem particularly realistic during that period of time. The country had emerged from 30 years of civil war. People were very tired, and eventually Yusit Chun discovered that he didn't have as many troops as he thought he had, that people had been misleading him. Briefly, if you would, just describe the failed coup attempt in 2000. So around uh, Thanksgiving in 2000, about 70 or 80, mostly poor Cambodian peasants charged the Ministry of Defense. Uh, the government had been tipped off ahead of time to their plans, and they were easily defeated and arrested. And in the days that followed, people were rounded up, and, and Chun fled back to the United States to try and do it again, I guess. Mm. I mean, a lot of lives were destroyed in this coup attempt. Seven people were killed, 12 were wounded, more than 100 were arrested. Do you think Chun knew what he was getting into? I think he hoped for the best, but I mean, I think he was to some extent naive and willfully blind. 
The prosecutors claim he was narcissistic, a classic narcissist like Bernie Madoff or something, and that he didn't care. I'm not sure that's true, but, you know, he had lived through a genocide, and, and he believed that war might bring casualties, I guess. The U.S. clearly needs the cooperation of countries in Southeast Asia. Uh, was the prosecution of uh, Yasit Chun politically motivated, do you think? Well, that's what he's claiming in his appeal. And, uh, you know, from speaking with the FBI agents and uh, people involved in the prosecution, they insist that there was no political pressure. I do think the political climate changed. The Neutrality Act, which was one of the original things that, that Chun was charged with violating, uh, had not been used to prosecute people for many years. There was two other groups that were former Southeast Asian uh, anti-communists who were also sort of, for the first time, really gone after because I think there was political pressure to go after terrorism in general. So I, I wouldn't say that as you sit and his lawyer contend, I mean, that's up to the court to decide, but I don't have any direct evidence that his prosecution was politically motivated as a quid pro quo, although they point to a bunch of circumstantial evidence. But there definitely was a change in the political climate. And also he was prosecuted under a number of anti-terrorism laws that have been used since so that certainly came into play. That said, there was a, a clear imperative for the United States to improve relations with Cambodia. And certainly when I talked to some of the FBI agents involved, their cooperation with the Cambodian authorities in the prosecution of Chun Yasit and the other people in the Cambodian freedom fighters led to new alliances, which allowed the agency to eventually open up an FBI office. They worked together. As one of the agents said, it helped develop a collegial type atmosphere, whereas before there had been, well, just a lot of suspicion. Where does Yasit Chun's appeal stand right now? Uh, the last time I checked, they had filed the appeal and they were waiting for a government response, which had been delayed several times. And so I don't know when the government is planning to file its response to the allegations that it was somehow politically motivated. Journalist Adam Piori has written about Yasit Chun in the digital publisher The Atavist. His article is called The Accidental Terrorist, a California Accountant's Coup d'etat. For a link, go to theworld.org. Adam, thank you very much. Okay, thank you.